0: Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's me, Raf, adding a little bit of joy into your day, into your life with another episode. I'm so glad you guys are here. How are you doing today? Honestly, I've been feeling a little bit overwhelmed the past weeks, maybe last week only. And then I just realized, yes! i just got my period so this makes total sense i've already talked about this on the podcast before but right before i get my period usually my mind goes all over the place so everything's starting to make more sense and today is a new week it's monday april 4th and i'm super excited i'm feeling super good and i hope you guys are feeling too today we have an amazing episode with my friend nicole we used to work at the same restaurant called the warehouse which you'll hear a lot in this episode so anytime you hear the warehouse just think about okay this is the restaurant where they used to work at and this was such a unique experience because we all worked in this restaurant, not only her and I, but like other people as well. And we were all a creative doing something else on the side. Her and I were doing, you know, clothing and we had like painters, like my friend was a jewelry designer and everybody was just a creative, but working in this place. And it was just such a unique energy. And we both started our clothing lines at the same time. Well, I started Kulturella, a little bit of a throwback, and she has had a really interesting journey developing her brand and business, and you just like, you will hear on this episode everything that she had to overcome, and not only the pretty things, but also, you know, the hard parts about running your own business, uh, the difficulties, and, you know, things aren't always so easy as they may seem. But, yeah, it was just a really interesting episode. And I think if you are somebody looking to pursue a creative career and maybe you feel like you doubt yourself and you can't do something like this, I think this episode will really help you because then it just shows how just you know trying it and going for it and you know one step leads to another and then something maybe can happen that you wouldn't even know it was possible if you just you know would have kept going so it's super inspirational i'm so proud of her i've seen where she started and where she is now she has been doing this as her full-time job for two and a half years which is so impressive and i cannot wait for you guys to get to know her story and be inspired by her Anyways, I hope you enjoyed the episode! Wow, it's been a while. Like, I was trying to think about it today. I feel like it's been like
1: at least five years, maybe?
0: Yeah, it's been almost five years since I moved away from Vancouver. It's going to be five years that I've lived in Barcelona in October
1: crazy i
0: know right time flies (laughs) So i know and when did you start working at the warehouse um i feel like that must have been like six
1: years ago maybe
0: yeah it was kind of around that maybe seven seven? yeah maybe seven
1: yeah
0: wow wow and that's (laughs) when
1: everything started for us I know. Um, I actually went on a little trip this weekend with Jana and Olivia Mm -hmm. and it was so funny like talking with them and being like we literally were working at the warehouse kind of like dreaming about what we wanted to do one day but just like hustling for tips and like now we're all running our own business. I know.
0: It's so crazy because I feel like At the restaurant, even though we worked at a restaurant, it was such a creative space. Everybody was was doing their own thing on the side, like Kaylee making jewelry, you, you know, doing your own thing. I remember you started with vintage and the jeans and we're all like so creative.
1: Totally. Like, how did we get so lucky to all end up together in that one spot, you know?
0: I know, right? It was, it was, and I remember just thinking, wow, because I moved there, I didn't know anybody and... It was, I when I was living in Australia, somebody had told me like, oh, you should apply at the warehouse. And they're like, it's like this cool bar, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, when I moved to Vancouver, like the only place I knew was the warehouse. And I literally went there saying to my friends, I'm going to work at the warehouse.
1: And I didn't even
0: know what it was. And then, you know, I ended up getting the job, whatever. But it was just so crazy because it was like the perfect place for where I was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like everything that happened. And I don't know, it was just, it was just incredible. I'm so grateful for that experience. And I've been so looking forward for this episode, because I feel like we've been on a similar journey, not the same, but like, almost the same. You know what I mean? Like, there's like so much that has happened in your story that you know, I feel like I resonate with so much and I just wanted to sit down with you and just talk about everything because I think this conversation is going to be really beneficial for anyone listening. Um, you have created your own brand and you've been doing so well and I'm so proud of you, honestly. I'm so fucking proud of you and you inspire me every day with everything oh. that you're doing. Honestly, you do. I just wanted to say that from the bottom of my heart you inspire me so much and it's just been so amazing to watch you create something from nothing like you know what I mean it was just an idea anyways um, before we get started can you just give a little bit of your background story who you are and where you grew up and you know how you got here (laughs)
1: like in terms of like my sewing story, or how I ended up in BC, or just from like the beginning. Girl, I've got a story. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just go way back. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, well, my name is Nicole Purdy. <laughs> um, I was born in Barrie, Ontario, but raised in Perry Sound, Ontario, which was this like super small town, uh, about two and a half hours north of Toronto. And, uh, yeah, I grew up there, went to university like an hour and a half away because I didn't want to be that far away from my mom. And then when I finished school, I wanted to have kind of like a summer, uh, like a little holiday or whatever. So my plan was to move to Tofino and I wanted to live like that Blue Crush lifestyle that I was so obsessed with growing up. And as I was like, I think it was like two weeks before I was supposed to go, my mom was like, oh, I actually have a friend of the family that needs someone to house sit for you um, or needs someone to house sit for him, sorry, uh, in Kelowna. Would you have any interest in going there? And they'll give you free rent and you just have to take care of a couple dogs. And I was like, why wouldn't I do that? Um, So I moved to Kelowna. And it was supposed to just be for two months. And I ended up just getting a job at a snowboard shop for something to do. And I ended up making like some of my best friends to date and ended up loving the spot. And I lived in Kelowna for a year and a half. And then uh, a couple of my girlfriends were moving to Vancouver for school. And I was like, well, I'll just go with you. And that's how I ended up there (laughs) oh my god and then how long
0: did you live in Vancouver
1: um I lived in Vancouver from 2012 to 2020 so eight years Mm -hmm. and now I'm living in Squamish how do you Mm -hmm. feel like the difference is from living in Vancouver to living in Squamish now hilarious (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's like such a different lifestyle for sure I feel like I've really like tapped into like my active lifestyle and um I feel like I'm much more focused now on like hiking and fishing and snowboarding and all of that and um I like associate the city with more of like a creative side so it's, it's fun to go there for a couple of nights and kind of like get that back um but I would definitely say that Squamish is more of like an outdoorsy lifestyle sort of thing, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like it resonates with you more, like with
0: your character now? Like, you know, obviously like getting older and stuff, things change for you, you know,
1: you want different things. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, I, I feel like just being active, like I grew up such an active kid, I played hockey my whole life. And um, I feel like growing up in a small town, like you were able to just go to the beach like with just like your friends and hang out or like we would play hockey after school or we'd play frisbee like everything was just always like so active Mm -hmm. Um, and then I tried to like get away from that I think when I moved to the city because it just reminded me so much of like being in a small town and like being younger and I just wanted to try something new um but then yeah moving to Squamish has kind of like brought me back to my roots in a way and it's been so nice <laughs> oh I love that for you
0: and Thank I you. was just thinking did you grow up with entrepreneur your parents where did you get it in you to you know
1: want to build something for yourself um so I have four parents um My parents, like my mom and my dad split up when I was like two uh, and both remarried. Um, So I was lucky enough to grow up with four parents. (laughs) Um, Three of them worked in government, but my dad is an entrepreneur. And I think just like growing up and seeing the freedom that he had, I was always just like so inspired by that. And I wanted to have that freedom. Like he... I mean, you can't do whatever you want as an entrepreneur because at the end of the day, if you don't work, then work doesn't get done. But he could kind of move his schedule around for whatever it was that he wanted to do. And I just always thought that was so cool. And yeah, I just kind of imagined that for my life. (laughs) Wow, I love that because I feel like when you
0: don't know that this is possible, it's hard to imagine. And obviously Mm -hmm. today with... I like it's becoming more and more popular to become an entrepreneur I mean like this is something that now is like maybe even over popular but I never knew that was possible growing up like I just like nobody that I knew was an entrepreneur or you know did this for themselves so for me it was it was a difficult journey, even believing that I could do something like that because I had never seen it model for model for myself. But it's interesting because now I feel like I can give that for my children, you know. Because I think if they see me doing that, then they're like, okay, I can do that too, you know. So it's like exciting, you know. Just yeah. Um, so what about sewing? So obviously you have a clothing brand like we talked about, and how did sewing show up in your life, you know, in your early childhood and now?
1: yeah um my grandma is an amazing seamstress and always was and she would like make all of her own outfits and like if she was going to a party like she would make her own outfit for that party and just be so proud when someone would be like oh i love what you're wearing and she'd be like oh i made it and uh i used to go over to her place every other sunday And she would always like make me something. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. Like I remember her making me this little apron to match one of my dolls. And I just remember like, I don't know, I must have been like four or five and just being like, this is the coolest thing. Like my grandma literally made this from her hands and like was able to like match the fabric and everything from my doll. And I think that that's when it definitely kind of like sparked in me, like this is such a interesting thing to have in your life Um, but it wasn't until I think I was like I must have been 16 and out of nowhere for my birthday my mom was like what do you want for your birthday and I was like I want a sewing machine and like at the time like I said I was like playing hockey I was playing soccer and like I, I don't know I just like that wasn't really part of my life and she was like what really and I was like yeah like I just I don't know. I just feel like I really want to tap into some creativity. And, um, at the time I was thrifting. So I've always been a thrifter cause I grew up in a small town and hated dressing the same as everyone. Um, so I would buy all these like vintage pieces, but it didn't like necessarily fit me right. Like this is long before reworking was even like a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I wanted the sewing machine to just like tweak things a little bit so that it fit me like a little bit more, in like an updated way, uh, so she got me the machine, and I played around with it for like probably six months. But like as you do at that age, you kind of just like forget about a lot of things. And um, yeah, I I then didn't really sew again until I moved to Vancouver, and uh, I became really good friends with Jana Coslow, who you know through the warehouse. Um, and she grew up making bathing suits and I was like, Oh, that's so cool. And so I had my mom send out my sewing machine, um, just so that I could like learn how to make swimsuits with her or even just like, sew with her and it kind of just like grew from there, I guess. Um, yeah.
0: Did you meet Jana at the warehouse or did you?
1: No, Jana and I met, uh, we were both on a bus, uh, going to the same Halloween party, and we just like became friends. Like, she was one of my first friends in Vancouver in like 2012. And
0: yeah. Okay. Like I see. <laughs> I was like, I feel like you knew. I maybe you even introduced her to the warehouse. No? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, that, that makes more sense now. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, but I remember at first when you started, I remember you were doing like a lot of work with denim. And then you change directions a little bit. Can you talk a little bit about that experience of like trying something and maybe maybe realizing, oh, you know, this
1: is not what I want to do and then changing things up? Yeah. Um, How would I describe that? I guess I just kind of, I've always wanted to be super authentic with like everything that I do. And I just felt once I started like, Hmm. No, that's how do I want to explain this? Sorry. <laughs> I'm to think. Um, when I started with denim, actually, I remember now I did a market and uh, it was Eastside Flea and I would spend like hours on these pants, like ripping them up and like destroying them and doing whatever with them and at the market i remember overhearing a couple of girls being like you could just go to the thrift store and like do this yourself and i was selling the jeans for like 70 bucks now like you could go to the thrift store and buy these for 10 and like do them yourself and i just remember like at the time i was so young and just like pretty insecure like it's hard to like put your creativity out there Um, And I just remember being like, oh, what I'm doing like isn't enough, which is not true by any regard. And like looking back, I just want to be like, sweet, Nicole, like you had a a cool concept, like just go with it. But obviously everything happens for a reason. And like going through those waves is like so important with your creative career. Um, But I ended up like stopping with the denim at that point. And then that's when I ended up going to Sheila Wong, um, who does like private design and sewing classes in Yale town. And I learned how to like pattern draft and everything through her. Cause I was like, I want to be able to create something where no one can look at it and be like, Oh, you can just like do that at home sort of thing. And I'm not saying by any means that w- what I was doing before wasn't enough, but that's just like, it was my insecurities at mm-hmm. the time, but. I yeah.
0: completely understand. Like it's right. so funny because you know I said I mentioned it before how we had such a similar experience, and you know I didn't start off doing my brand Rafaela Santa. I had Culturella, which was like something completely different, you know. But oh, also, goodness, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> throwback days. But um, I remember the reason why I had to stop as well was because I felt so insecure. But not because of somebody mentioning this thing or whatever, but I had been struggling with my body image for so many years. And at this point when I was doing my brand, uh, it was when Instagram was, was at its peakest. Or, and I remember just like not being able to dedicate all the time and mental... <laughs> mental energy that I wanted to dedicate it to my business because I was struggling so much mentally to feel good about myself so I needed to take like a break to be to find my inner peace Mm -hmm. because I knew I will never be successful if I spend 80% of the days thinking about how I don't feel good about myself like I just knew it was like it was difficult it was like it was like my rock bottom you know it was so heartbreaking Mm -hmm. and I felt like I failed and it was, <laughs> but like you said, you know, we have to go through these things, and and things just, you know, if you just continue on the path, if you don't give up, and if you just keep going and believe that we can all achieve, you know, success, and it's different for everybody. So I know that you transitioned into your own name, which your brand right now is your own name as well, Nicole Purdy, and. Mm-hmm. How was that experience? Like, like after you started learning how to make patterns, like how did you take the actions towards actually building your brand?
1: Yeah. Um, so once I started learning pattern drafting, I started making, remember those like little tank tops that I would make and we would all wear them at yeah. the warehouse? Um, so I started making those and I'd be like walking down the street and like some random person would be like, oh my gosh, like where'd you get that halter top from? And I would be like, I made it. And uh so I started like kind of selling to people that way, just like random people off the street. I'd get their email and then let them know when it was ready. And then I would also just like post things on Instagram. And I started getting like a lot of people messaging me being like, oh my God, I want that top. I want what you just made, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I feel like maybe I'm onto something. (laughs) Uh, And like, just like that, like spark. And you're like, it seems like people like want what I'm putting out there. So I'm going to try this. And so I actually started another brand um, called Albedo the Label. Mm. And I wanted it to be something that looked like super professional. Like I got like, and I wanted it to be so just like perfect in every way. And like, I wanted people to stumble on the Instagram and make like, they would think that like a hundred people worked for the company and everything. And um, it was like really well curated and everything like that. And then I noticed that every once in a while when I was like really low Uh, in content I would just like randomly just like post a photo of me just to like put it out there sort of thing just to like keep talking on Instagram essentially and those photos would always do so much better than everything else that I had put up like weeks prior and like they would get all the saves and all the likes and yada yada and so then I started kind of posting more and more photos of me and like behind the scenes and everything and like I kind of stopped acting like I was just this like big corporate brand. And I'm like, cause it's just me like literally in my living room sewing. like, I don't know why I'm pretending to be anything but. And, uh, again, like I just noticed like the engagement was really coming up and like, I was like getting a lot more followers and a lot more orders. And, um, it just, it, it just got to a point where, I started to realize that I didn't need to pretend to be anything else. And people were really just interested in me and my story. Um, And so I closed Albedo the label for a little while. And again, like had one of my rock bottoms, which I've had so many over this journey. Um, But I just like really like sat with myself and like, tried to think about what it was that I was trying to create. And that's when I was like, you know what? I don't want to pretend that I'm someone else. I just want to be me and I want people to feel like they're my friend. You know what I mean? And um, that's when I just, I came back and changed my name to Nicole Purdy. And I was like, Hey, I'm not this big company. I'm an artist. Like, and this is me. (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. And I remember reading one of your blog posts where you mentioned that and then it just clicked, it resonated with with me so much because I feel like I also tried to, you know, act like I was bigger than the thing. And, and I feel mm-hmm. like it's this natural thing that you feel like you have to do because you feel like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough on my own. So I have yeah. to act like this is like bigger than just me. And uh, I think, you know, obviously for you, it was what was probably holding you back And it was what transformed your business in the end. So when did you start it? Like, because I feel like now you work a lot with linen was like a kind of like the, like, how did you get inspired to work with linen? How was
1: that journey for you? Yeah. Um, I, when I first started, I was doing like all dead stock fabrics Um, and that was before I like released Albedo the label. And that's when a lot of people were messaging me and like being environmentally conscious was super important to me. And then what I was finding was it was hard to scale a business when like you only have one of like when you can only make like truly one of a kind. Um, so when I launched Albedo the label, I started working with Tencel And I did like a little bit of viscose and rayon, which like looking back wasn't super sustainable necessarily, but I was new to the game. And uh, what I was finding was that I, I wanted something that had like a little bit more structure, but also a little bit more longevity. And that's when like I noticed like a lot of other linen brands kind of popping up and I was curious about it, but not, I didn't really know much about it. And then I went to Italy with a bunch of friends and one of my girlfriends and I, it was like a bunch of guys. And then my girlfriend and I, and they would like all go off skateboarding and we would just like go shop for the day. And I just remember us like moseying along, um, what is it, Portofino, is that what it's called? A little like beach town. And there was just like linen tops and dresses just like blowing in the wind. And I was like, oh, this is so magical. And it's like, it's just as beautiful and like flowy as um viscose and rayon and everything but definitely stands like a little bit more of the test of time and I came back and just did like a big linen order and I've been working with it ever since. I just I love it so much. Like anytime I work with any other fabric I'm like oh I just like linen. Yeah, I, I feel must.
0: you. I just started working with linen for my next drop, and I'm just like, Ugh, it just feels so good to work with linen, even though it wrinkles so yeah. much. But like, you just to
1: embrace it. it. You just <laughs> have
0: to embrace it. Like the structure of it, it just feels so good to work with. I, I've been loving it. Um. So so then, okay. And then, did you have because. I have done things very just like go with the flow. Like I haven't had any strategy for the longest time. Like I was just like doing things, whatever you, you know, but have you like, have you also put time into looking at the business and creating strategies? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Good to know. laughs> Same. It's funny because I've been doing this, gosh, I don't know, like six years now. And I've been doing it full time where I haven't had like a second job for three years now. And this past month was the first time that I ever like really looked over finances, and like actually did projections and everything and like actually wrote down what it was that I'm trying to do. And by no means would I tell somebody to go that route. But it was just kind of What I did, I don't know, like, I, I feel like I just like dove in head first and have just been like figuring it out the whole time as I go. And I wouldn't say that that's the best way to do it. But it was what worked for me, I guess. Yeah, totally. I think at the beginning, just like,
0: I just want to do this. This makes me happy. And you know, for most of the time, you know, when it's your passion, you just like, fuck the finances. I don't care about that. Yeah. when did you feel ready to take the leap of faith to, you know, to quit your other job and just to completely focus on this? Like did like what at what point did you reach in the business in what you were doing that you're like, I feel like I can take this chance now?
1: Yeah. Um there was a really sweet store in Kelowna that used to buy from me textile apparel, is what it's called. And, um, she ordered from me for two seasons and both times, like when, when she first asked if she could start buying from me wholesale, I was imagining like, sure, like five, 10 pieces. And she put in her first order and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to make all of this, but okay. I can do it. Um, and so I was like hustling, trying to fill that plus fill my own orders. Plus I was working full time. And then for that next year I started just like scaling back cause I was bartending at the time. Um, and I started scaling back on my shifts. So I went from like five shifts a week to four shifts a week to three shifts a week. And, um, as my workload increased, I would just decrease my shifts at this, uh, bar. And, uh, then the store textile apparel put in their fall order. And I looked at the order and I mean, I definitely could have been like I can't fulfill this but I was like all right let's go like I'm gonna make this work and it was just such a big order that I knew I couldn't work at the bar and um, fulfill this order in the timeline that was expected so I just left and I, I left on like really good terms with the owners of the bar and they were like if you find in like four months that you need to come back like you're always welcome here um but I just never had to come back and somehow it's like it'll be three years in September so I guess that's a little bit early to say two and a half years somehow it's two and a half years later and I was still a year. So, oh, yeah. this, I'm
0: so proud of you. It's so incredible. Like, to do what we love and also to make a living out of it, mm-hmm. out of it is just like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, it's so, it's so amazing. And mm-hmm. uh, I know you, obviously, like, like I know what it's like to have a brand and also have to make the orders. Like, it can get really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, um, do you actually I want to ask something before do you remember do you remember like a time I mean maybe this was the wholesale order you were like holy fucking shit like (laughs) (laughs) it's happening but do you have like a moment where you were just like like when it just felt like the universe or whatever you believe in was just like, this is what you're meant to do. Like it was just like so clear and obvious to you. Like, I don't know, maybe it brought you to tears
1: because I've had that experience as well, but. Totally. Um, I feel like there's been probably I would say two times. So the first was um, after I left um, my second job and just started focusing on my business I fulfilled that uh, wholesale order and was just kind of working on a new collection. And I had this uh, author reach out to me for uh Laney gossip. Mm-hmm. It's like this like gossip online gossip column or whatever. And she was like, Hey, I heard you're dropping like some new pieces. Um, I'd love to write an article about you. Like send me over some photos of what you're working on and like, just like a little Q and a. And I was like, sure. And I didn't really think about what it meant at the time. And I was so busy with the collection that I kind of just like answered the question, sent over some photos. And I was like, cool, done. Like back to sewing or whatever and just hustling. And uh, the article came out and I was like, oh, this is so fun. I started reading it. And as I'm reading it, I can like see the emails coming in and it's like, order, 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 order. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't know what to do right now. And it went on for like a week where it was just like so surreal. And in that moment, I was like, I just realized that people believed in me and liked what I was doing. Whereas before I felt, I just felt, again, just so insecure and questioning everything. And it was like the first time where I was like, people actually like what I'm doing. Um, So that was the first time. And then it took me probably like three months to fulfill all of that. And I was so stressed and I was so overwhelmed and I wasn't taking care of myself. And I was working like around the clock and then I started to get super burnt out. So like what would normally be a good working day for me? I couldn't get anything done because I was just so burnt out, which then made like the wait times even longer. And then like the customers were so sweet, but they'd be like, Hey, where's my stuff? And I just like, didn't even have the energy to respond to them. So then once I got caught up with all of that, um, I kind of took like a slower fall. Cause I was like, that was just so exhausting. And I really need to just focus on myself and like get my mental health back. So then when I reopened everything, I think it was in March, Um, like I was still like making orders, but I wasn't really like pushing anything. And then in March, I decided to do these like web shop openings, which is what I do to this day now, um, where I would open up my website. I would let in as many pieces as I could physically do in my turnaround time. And, uh, then I would like shut the shop back down. And I sold out the first time in 24 hours. And I was like, whoa, this is so crazy. And then I did it again a month later and I sold out in 12 minutes. And then it was like seven minutes the next time. And now it's like anywhere from seven to 15 minutes I sell out when I have a web shop opening. And I I feel like that was like the moment where I was like, okay, you really do have something here. And you need to hang on to that and stop doubting yourself for
0: sure oh my god I can wow I can just like feel all those emotions for you I can only (laughs) like yeah that feeling is just like amazing you know because like we like we're doing this and we're doing it and like you don't really see any results for such a I mean you see results but they're not like "Ah, crazy results you know just like okay you keep doing it like I had a similar experience, which was like one one of my friends who is an influencer and has like a big following. She posted some pictures with uh, with like wearing some of my thing and then like some of her reels went viral wearing my stuff and like she tagged in there and then like that was like it like, you know, I, I kept getting orders and it was like at least like one, two, three orders a day or like for like a month and that was like the moment for me and I was like fuck like I'm so happy I didn't give up because like it obviously hasn't been an easy journey you know but Mm -hmm. then I was like this is like the
1: sign that I should keep going and like Yeah. uh, yeah. yeah it's it's so cool when you start to feel secure about what it is that you're doing you know what I mean like I feel like I spent like 5 years just like feeling so insecure and questioning everything and now i can finally be like yes i have a business and yes this is what i make and like yes i'm stoked on it and like i can i could have this conversation whereas like even i think if you asked me to do this a year ago i like probably would have found an excuse to not do it <laughs> it was just i i just spent so much of it just feeling so insecure and like doubting it and being like, Oh yeah. Like I'm just like making clothes for now, but we'll see, you know, and like always doing that, like, we'll see what happens. And now I'm like, no, this is it. And I'm going to make it happen. You know?
0: Are you evolving now? Because like I struggle with being excited to make something that I've already made before. Like when Mm -hmm. I make something like I kind of just wanted to make that one thing but like to make it like repeatedly like I obviously appreciate it that it's my job but I feel like it also doesn't allow for a lot of growth in the business if you (laughs) are always doing you know the thing like because as a creative as the person who is in the head of the brand like you also have to think ahead and it's just like it's a lot you know what I mean are you seeking help? Like how, what are your next steps?
1: Yeah. Um, so I've had a gal working for me. I don't know how I skipped over that in my little story, but (laughs) um, I've had this gal Jillian working for me for two years now. Um, when that Lainey gossip, uh, article came out, I ended up hiring her very shortly after And she's so sweet and she's become like one of my bestest friends, which is really nice. Um, And she's just been on mat leave, but comes back next month, which I'm so excited for. Um, And then I did try and grow it by just like hiring more seamstresses, but I don't have like a big studio, like both Jillian and I work from home. And it's so hard to stay on top of things when everybody works from home. You know what I mean? Um, so I have, um, looked into local manufacturing and I was actually supposed to have, um, my spring collection, um, like have like a ready to ship section. Um, and I was supposed to have that, uh, this year, but unfortunately they had a COVID outbreak and are super behind and I wouldn't get it until fall. And I'm like, well, that's not going to (laughs) work. Um, So I'll have it ready for next year and I'll just keep doing things the way that I'm doing it for now. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of getting bored, making things, I honestly don't. And I know that's so crazy, but I love it. Like I wake up in the morning and I walk into my studio and I'm like, I just like go through my orders and I'm kind of like, what do I feel like making today? And I just kind of yeah, just make whatever of that batch I feel like making and just put on a good podcast, or a really good playlist and I kind of groove and I don't know. I, I love it. I know that's so nerdy. But, <laughs> that's but so my cool. problem is that I can't like right now my business just can't grow anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm taking on, I'm literally sewing all that I can. Um, so in order for me to scale, I do have to start outsourcing, but yeah. Yeah, yeah it's
0: it's a lot but that's so good that you you love doing it and uh, for you it's like you know you have your like thing going and your music and this and that yeah I, I mean like if you've been able to have a business you know doing this it's only up to you if you want to skill and do something bigger you know because obviously you could just continue doing what you're comfortable with but it's just the yeah. question like do you want to grow bigger or are you yes. okay
1: where you are? Yeah. And I mean, I definitely could do it this way, but I don't feel like I have the freedom that mm. I always dreamt of. Like what I was saying with my dad, like my dad would be like, I'm just going to take the afternoon off and cut the grass. And like, I, I started my own business with the dream of one day having like a pretty free life. Um, and in order for me to do that, I can't sew as much as I do. So I definitely – I have to scale, but, like, I'm not trying to be, like, the next – Chin. Zara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I was, like, Tommy Bahama, like, thinking of, like, big linen or whatever. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> the biggest house fashions. Yeah. Like, I, I don't – I don't necessarily see myself being that, but I would like to – be like a a decently well-known name and at the end of the day i would just love to have like that freedom yeah to be able to travel and to just i don't know yeah for sure (laughs) that's what it comes
0: down to at the end of the day it's is that and it's also being in your zone of genius and that's what Mm -hmm. i realized as well you know for me and i also yeah, like I've been evolving and growing and had a seamstress, but now I'm working with a manufacturer. And at first I thought I could never do that. I was, I will never outsource, like people will never make my things. And I feel like at the beginning when it's like such a passion project and stuff, like you are a little bit naive and You know what I mean? Because obviously, like, it's also about having a life. And like you said, having the freedom to do all the things, you know, that you want to do. And you just have to find kind of what aligns with you and what still stays true to yourself. But like, how can you also, you know, live a little bit more of your life instead of just like, you know, because you can be working for hours and yeah. Yeah. Um, have you, har- have you had, I'm sure you have, <laughs> but have you had, like, any big struggles or, yeah, like, I'm just thinking, I feel like today with social media, it's it's difficult to be seen, like, with these platforms, you know, a lot of it is, like, all about ads now, like, in terms of marketing and just, like, being able to even attract new people, like, I don't know. Do you feel feel like you, is there anything that you've been struggling with or you have struggled with and now
1: it's like kind of like changing for you? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, I feel like since I changed my brand over to my name, like my biggest thing was I don't want to be a brand. (laughs) I want to be an artist, you know? And so for me, that was, I really want to connect with, my customers. I don't want my customers to think that they're customers. I want them to think that they're my friend and I want them to be able to share a story with every one of my pieces. You know what I mean? Like I want someone to be like, Oh, I love those linen pants. And it's not like, Oh, they're it's, it's this company out of BC. It's like, Oh, it's this girl. She lives in Squamish. She like goes hiking and snowboarding and has a dog and like blah, blah, blah. And they can like tell them about me. And that's kind of like how I always dreamt of it being. But the hardest part about that is then you have to be super vulnerable and you have to like really put yourself out there. And like I said, like I have always been like a pretty insecure kid. Like I'm an only child. and like, I can be awkward sometimes and like all of those things. And um, it, it just, I always had like this battle where I didn't feel comfortable putting myself out there, but I really, really wanted to put myself out there. You know what I mean? And so it was like any time I would make a post that was like pretty vulnerable or just like a photo of me or something like a selfie or something like that, like I would be like shaking as I hit post you know what I mean and then I would be like sweating like so stressed and be like okay I'm not gonna look at it for like at least two hours and then I would be like obsessing like is everything okay like I don't know and um I feel like I'm definitely at a point now where I've let that go but again that's probably in the last like six months and I've been doing this for so long um but yeah, it's been tough. And I mean, there's definitely times where I'm like, why have, why don't I have like this many followers or whatever? But at the end of the day, I've been working for myself for two and a half years. And I, I went out on my own when I had 2000 followers. And now I'm like just about at six, but I sell out in 15 minutes. And I just feel like as long as I just keep looking at the growth of my business, the number of followers i have doesn't necessarily matter you know what i mean so i definitely have those like insecure moments where i'm like why did that like only get or why did that photo only get so many likes and blah 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 but like my business is still growing it's still like doing really well and i think that yeah you just got to focus on that you know for sure it's so funny
0: because yeah. i i would yeah. never think that you would feel that way about posting a picture But like, I completely understand, you know, I also at the beginning, I was like, but I think and that that's another question I wanted to ask you because for me, from my experience, like every time that I because I know you do a lot of a lot of work on yourself as well, right? Like you work on yourself and you journal and you do all of these things. And so do I. And for me, every time that I have kind of like overcome something internally like emotionally like dealt with something that was going on in my life that has nothing to do with business like just some other thing with an other person or something else and I kind of like overcame that or like resolved it or healed it whatever it is like I feel like the reflection in the success of my business is so obvious is it's almost like, how is it that my personal life struggle is a complete correlation of what's happening in my business? Like, it just doesn't make sense. But at the same time, it's like so exciting because it's just like, it's, it's just good knowing that, that like, if you deal with your shit, then success happens and you're like, okay, I'll deal with my shit. <laughs> Do you feel like there is a correlation between what is happening in your life internally and your struggles your insecurities your traumas like so like everything else that happens like within you outside of the business affects your success in any way
1: yeah 100% I mean especially when you're a brand where you're trying to show your life and you're trying to create like this whole experience. Like if I have a lot of shit going on at home, I'm not like posting as much. I'm not engaging as much. I'm not doing any sort of stories or anything. And my business suffers because of that. You know what I mean? Um, and I also, I'm just like so big into energy. And I just feel like if you're energy, like even if you're at home, like you're constantly like walking into a closed door almost because you're not dealing with your shit at home. So your business is kind of like at a standstill too. But like the moment that you deal with what you're going, like what you're going through, all of a sudden it feels like the door just like opens and your energy, like everything's just kind of like running a little bit better, you know? oh my that
0: god sense? That, that's <laughs> such a good analogy i'm like yes that's exactly how it feels it's, it's like not. you like block and then as soon as you deal with the energy it's like like things yeah. just float yeah it's so messed up it's just like i like i'm just like oh my god because i feel like for me like i've had these like really really direct experiences with my personal life and like, success in my business, like, the moment that I feel like I resolve that, then I manifested something that I've been waiting for, you know,
1: and it's mm-hmm. just, like,
0: it's super interesting. Um, Oh, my God, this is so crazy. Um, I wanted to know, as well, like, how does your day look like, your day-to-day, like, how, yeah, how do you manage with your things and with your personal life? How does that look like?
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like I would say last year, I, cause my partner works nine to five Monday to Friday sort of thing. Um, so I tried to like structure my days kind of the same as him. So I would like get up in the morning. I would do like, I would make him coffee cause he commutes like 45 minutes every day. Um, I would exercise, I would take my dog for a walk, And then I would start my day at nine. And then like, I would have it where I even scheduled in like my 15 minute break times and like what time I was having lunch and everything. And if girlfriends wanted to have coffee, I'd be like, okay, but I have to like schedule you in. And like, I can only do it from this time to this time so that I can be done at five. And it made me really like, again, like Thinking about energy. Like it just made me so antsy. And I just always felt like I was rushing and stressing. And then sometimes I would finish at five and I didn't get everything done that I wanted to. So then that night I would be stressed and then it would like carry into the next day. And then I felt like I had so much more to do the next day. And it wasn't until um, Christmas of this year that I was like, like finally took a break from work and everything. And again, was doing some reflecting and just trying to figure out why I was always so stressed and burnt out and everything. And I was like, I literally started this business so that I could live however I wanted. And like, I didn't have to necessarily work on Monday as long as I worked on Sunday. And um, there's no reason I need to work nine to five just because my partner works nine to five, you know, like, I can work until 11 if I want and I can have a whole morning with like a girlfriend or something, you know? So I've been managing my time more this year where I I still get up every morning and like make my partner coffee, but I don't, I don't try and like structure my days. I just write out what I need to get done that day. And then sometimes I work until like eight o'clock at night, but I know, like, I feel okay with it because I did other things to fulfill myself that day, you know, like I took my dog to the river and we like hung out in the sun. Um, yeah. And I just feel like that's like working a lot better for me. And I just, I don't resent my business at all, you know, whereas before, like I started to resent it and I was like, Mm -hmm. why am I doing this? Like, I am so lucky to be where I am and doing what I'm doing. Um, but I think it just needed a little bit of restructuring and like just thinking about it differently you know so true
0: and it seems like just like hearing you talk like it feels like a lot of it has been like just a journey obviously you know it it is always a journey but it's always trying something new and figuring it out like does this feel good for me okay no maybe not maybe I'll try something else you know kind of like just like going trying different things and that's why I feel like so many people give up before they achieve everything they were supposed to achieve because they give up too soon. Mm -hmm. They just think, oh, this didn't work out. So then, you know, oh, maybe it's not meant to be or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you've constantly tried different things and then different things made more sense.
1: And now here we are. (laughs) Totally. Um, I think that you had quoted this... Um, a little while ago but it was something about like with every breakdown or something comes like an epiphany and I feel like I'm an artist I'm a creative I'm pretty freaking sensitive and so with me like all the highs comes a lot of lows and I've had so many breakdowns and like low points in my journey thus far but with all of those low points always comes something so beautiful afterwards and like some sort of clarity. And I feel like sometimes people get uncomfortable in like that low point. And so they're like, okay, I'm, this business isn't working. And they just give up, but you have to like, almost like explore why you're feeling that way. And then once you really, really explore it, there's always like some sort of epiphany. And then it's like the next step to your business, you know? And I, I, a couple of my like really good girlfriends are in like corporate jobs and they're probably going to be like, Nicole, you should never say these things. Like that's <laughs> not how it works, but like, <laughs> Oh my God. creative. Like that's, I don't know. That's how I see it. <laughs> no, it's so, it's
0: so crazy because I relate to everything you were saying and I've struggled so much with so many things. And a lot of it is so emotional And like, I was thinking about it today, because I just realized this one thing that I have to work on. It's a little bit with comparison and like feeling like envy sometimes and jealousy and like our feelings that I cannot control, but they just appear, you know, like, I see an Instagram of somebody who is like being successful. And sometimes even I could feel that trigger, like coming from you from what you're doing. And I'm just like, I'm so fucking proud of her. I'm like, body can you stop feeling this way like that's not how i want to feel like but i'm just like and the thing is that like when i feel these emotions i know it's not about the other persons about me like why am i feeling this way and i actually had like a super profound experience that i was sharing on the podcast a few weeks ago how i was feeling like a little bit of envy and then i wanted to get to the root of that because i know it's like always much deeper you know here's this feeling this trigger but like what are the layers Mm -hmm. and I realized on this meditation that actually what I needed to feel was proud of myself of for everything that I had achieved because I had never taken a moment to actually acknowledge everything that I had achieved and be proud of all of the things and I remember just like crying like literally bawling for 10 minutes just like holy fucking shit, I've gotten this far without acknowledging myself. And here I am scrolling on Instagram and then feeling insecure about somebody else's success or envious. And it's just like, hey, hold on. Can you just take a moment to actually see yourself? Totally. And I was like realizing because this has kind of been like the theme for me, like in the past like month or so. And I'm just like, fuck, like, here we go again. Like I was getting triggered yesterday or the other day. And then I was doing, like, a meditation on this feeling and journaling about it. And then I realized that actually what I'm seeking is, like, respect. But, like, the thing is that I don't want to be seeking respect. But because, like, from my childhood, I didn't feel like people respected me. So then, like, I'm seeking that respect through like acknowledgement in my business and I'm just like oh this is like so sickening I'm like like because it's so like I'm like when is the work gonna be done I'm like (laughs) like crying like am I gonna have to work on myself forever and the answer is yes (laughs) yes Yeah. <laughs> the is yes. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, man, now I have to do this work about like my teenage years where it was like the most when I felt like so disrespected, so not seen. Like, people just looked at me and they were like, whatever. Like, and then, like, that girl, like, that little Raph is still looking for that acknowledgement. But anyway, so I know that I'm not the only one who struggles with this. And You know what I mean? Like, I know you probably do as well. Like, how have you
1: been able to cope with those feelings? I'm super lucky that I have, like, probably the best mom in the world. (laughs) And uh, she grew up, like, I grew up with her just, like, as my best friend. And um, anytime, like, I'm feeling like that, I'll call her. And we usually talk for like at least an hour and it's just so beautiful to have like a sounding board like that where I can literally just like gross cry to her and like, just say a bunch of things and I can be super mad and I can just be like so vulnerable and myself. And she's like always there to like, just like help me kind of like navigate through what it is that I'm actually feeling. Um, Yeah. And she's like, she's always going on about how my mind is like my biggest obstacle. And like, sometimes I'll be like, I'm just so tired and like my body hurts and everything. And she's like, I don't think it's that. I think that your <laughs> mind is just like finding ways for you to sabotage, up. Yourself up. Like, like, yeah, like self-sabotage exactly. Oh um, so that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then So yoga has been so important to me, Uh, journaling. um, I'm lucky that I have a dog that obviously needs to get outside. Um, So going for like big walks with him and going for hikes and everything. Um, I don't really remember what I was talking about.
0: No, just like when you're talking about the comparison and, you know, these triggers that we feel that are, they they're just there you know what I mean like yeah like, those are amazing tools to deal with them and that's what I wanted to know you know like how do you deal with that give me some advice <laughs> sorry I started rambling and then I was like wait what am I-? <laughs> no that happens to me literally all the time like what was the question that I wanted to ask <laughs> <laughs> I forgot <laughs> sometimes I get too excited <laughs> oh, yeah. oh that's amazing but yeah like i yeah, I just wanted like to talk with you about that because like, I feel like people probably look at me and look at you and they think, "Oh my God, everything is amazing." Like I wish this and that, but like they don't see the behind the scenes and all these emotions that we have to deal with and these kind of things, you know. So like, I kind of like I like being vulnerable and saying that I, I compare myself. I feel envious. Like I feel jealous and like but I feel like there's a difference between envy and jealousy because one is that you want what the person has but then the other one is like you scared that like that this person is going to steal something from you which is a little bit different but like usually like envy you know like oh I want what that person has like you know mm-hmm. what I mean like and I feel like it's it's good to be open about these things because then it takes away the shame of it, you know, because these feeling, like when you feel them, and like I feel so much shame to feel that. And I'm like, Oh, why do I feel this way? You know, there's so much shame, but you know, being open about it opens the conversation, you know, and allows people to also recognize that in themselves and then maybe say, okay, like, what can I learn from this? You know, what is this actually trying to teach me? Cause at the end, it's layers deeper. Do you have any any books, like tools, anything that you use or do or like programs like I don't know something that helps you because I feel like with work like working on ourselves, sometimes it's like ah, oh, like what's the path? Like how do I go from like A to B like or you know what I mean? It's just like you don't know where to go. Like you want to do the work, but you don't know how. So do you have any things that you do, like tools or like a program, I don't know, a book, like something?
1: Yeah. Um, There's a five-minute journal um, that I don't know where it's from, but you can buy it online. It's called like the five-minute journal. And it's a gratitude journal. And every morning you start off saying like three things you're grateful for, um, three things that you would like to... um, like that would make you happy that day and then a mantra for the day so like i am successful or i am creative or something like that and even just taking like the 5 minutes it takes to like write those down i feel like it's such a change like a such a mind shift you know what i mean where sometimes you wake up in the morning and you're like oh i have so much to do i'm so tired like what am i doing blah 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 and then you break it down and you're like i'm grateful To be busy, and I'm grateful for my home, and I'm grateful for my partner, or whatever it is that you do, and I feel like just writing those things out—it's just like such a change, and I find that super helpful. And then again, like with the mantras, it's like to just say to myself, "Like my dog is smart, and he's so cute." Yes, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Um, so distracting um and then the mantra is being like I am successful and just like saying that to yourself where five minutes before you could be questioning all of that being like what am I doing but then to just say to yourself like today I'm going to remind myself all day like I am successful I am creative I am an artist and I just find it so helpful in that regard
0: I love that
1: Ooh, I'll i I'll send you the link.
0: Yeah. Um send me the link the, so I can also put it on the podcast like notes.
1: Yeah. And it like every day has like a little quote too. And sometimes I'll like start the day and I'll read the quote and be like, Oh my god, this resonates with me so much. You know what I mean? Um, so I find that really helpful and I find yoga, like integrating yoga into my daily life really, really helpful too. Um I just downloaded this new app called, it's called Asana Rebel, Mm -hmm. and it was, like, so inexpensive for the year, but uh, they have, like, daily yoga classes, and some of them, like, most of them are only, like, 20 to 30 minutes, so you don't really have an excuse to be, like, oh, I don't have time for that, and just, like, stretching and getting in touch with your body and, like, not thinking about anything else, I just find so beneficial too mm-hmm. and I can definitely tell when I get off of those routines you know what I mean like that's when I feel most insecure and I start doubting things or um yeah sure. I, I can just really tell and then I'll like even like my partner will be like have you been doing yoga lately No. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, like uh, it's oh, beautiful I'm so grateful the sun is shining like just like yeah you just have to figure out what it is that like makes you feel like you, you know, and. So Absolutely. Oh, my <laughs> like God. Even, even just like being with certain friends, like I was feeling really, really lost uh, for a little while. And then being with like my girlfriend, Jana, uh, she just like makes me laugh like to my very core where like I'm crying and I can't think about anything else about except like, how funny and happy i am in that moment and like just knowing when you're feeling really sad to like reach out to a friend like that you know or like going to your yoga mat or like writing in your journal or making yourself like a really good smoothie like whatever it is that like makes you feel like you you know and bringing yourself back for sure i like for me
0: it's the same like i recognize it so instantly when i'm not doing my routine things like it's you just have no clarity you're just like all over the place no, 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 no. but like when you do it like and I always say like it just takes like an hour like in the morning or so like you know it could even be 30 minutes like just like doing something every day that you know that is going to set up the day for you to feel good about what you're doing hmm. it's there's just like it's, it's just so rewarding it's just mm-hmm. so rewarding you know and like i always say like i literally could not live without my routine because it just like because i've been doing it for so long i can see the difference and i'm like ah! i'm like what would i do without it like even like just journaling i'm like if i don't fucking journal every day literally my brain is gonna be like like all over the place
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> um I was just thinking because you asked me about books and I mentioned that like five minute journal, but also the book, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've read that before. I've literally read that like six times and like whenever I'm feeling like I'm at like my lowest point, I'll like read that book. And then I, everything just like becomes so clear. Mm -hmm. And there's a book called the alchemist Mm -hmm. as well, um, which I probably read a few times now. And again, like it's about, how like it's really cool it's about how like the universe tests you before it gives you like the next step basically have you read it yes it's a brazilian author paulo coelho yeah it's so good and like anytime like i'm in like a super low point or something happens where i'm like why would that happen to me you know and then i'm like it it it's just so reassuring to know like, oh, the universe is testing me right now. And if I can get through this, I'm going to get to like that next level, you know? And 100%. Yeah. And just like getting, it, it just like makes you feel comfortable in the uncomfortable moments because you know that something beautiful is on the other side.
0: A hundred percent. And that's why for me, I feel like dealing with these negative emotions, like I'm starting to, like, even though it's, like, a lot of work and I'm just, like, okay, something, like, I know something big is coming because, like, I've been feeling a lot of this lately. And it's, like, I know something, like, is, like, big is coming because I'm, like, okay, like, I sense that there are some tests that I need to pass. Literally, that's how I think. Yeah. Because, like, this, this I do uh, manifestation in school. I don't know if you, like, is manifestation, like, a big word for you? Like, do you all the time okay yes. okay so yeah I'm, I do this manifestation school I can send you her program it's amazing you would really resonate it because like one of her steps is passing tests so first is being expanded which you mentioned that like you were expanded by your father who was an entrepreneur and then sec- second one is like unblocking so you kind of realized like kind of like what you needed to do for business which was showing more of your authentic self and like being more like you and like letting go of that part that you were like no I don't want to pretend to be this like I'm gonna lean in more into who I am and then passing tests you know like just like doing whatever you had to pass like along the way and then manifestations come through and it's like this Psycho, like I see it so much in my life, and like I've read The Alchemist, but I somehow forgot that they, it was about that test. But now that you mentioned I'm like, holy fucking shit! don't read it again. Like I it's- have to read it again. I have it. I have it at, at the studio. Actually, it's like just like laying there, pretty in my shelf. But maybe I should take it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've read it, but yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I know you have a partner now. And I wanted to like, scrap a little bit about the Soulian business and things and personal development and talk a little bit about your partner. Like, do you feel like you manifested him? Maybe we can use that word? Or how was it like finding him? Because I feel like you guys are such a good match. And I don't know him at all. So I'm always <laughs> leaking from what I see on social media. But I feel like you guys are a super good match. And like, yeah, how was that? And how is it going?
1: Oh, I love him so much. (laughs) I'm such a nerd about it. Um, We were friends for years. And um, it was funny because, like, I was in another relationship when I met him. Mm -hmm. And but, like, I, to this day, remember the first time that I saw him because, like, his energy just, like, took my breath away. But we were always just friends. And then when it came to a point where we were both single we started dating and like after our first date i called my mom and i was like i'm gonna marry this man like i i just instantly was just so blown away by him and when i met his family like his grandma um it was during covid so we met like through a window and she like put her hand on the screen and like this like Jared like never let her go <laughs> It was just it's so sweet um yeah wow. I don't know I look back on I could go on in all this mushiness but like I just I look back on every relationship that I've been in before him and I'm like I can't believe that I ever satisfied or like was like I ever thought that that was love just, yeah exactly yeah exactly thank you (laughs)
0: For sure, it's like no I have the same experience like once you experience love on like a whole other level you're just like how did I think I was in love before because if this is love what the fuck was that yeah Yeah. exactly
1: yeah he's so special (laughs) yeah Yeah. I'll
0: meet him one day when I come visit Vancouver it's been a while (laughs) oh
1: yeah
0: yeah no that's amazing I'm so happy for you and my friends from ottawa they buy your things and they share on their stories and they obviously and i told them oh it's nicole like we know each other like why you know her and i'm like yes and like it's so cool because there's like no connection to you but yet obviously they found you somehow and they buy your things and i'm just like wow that's amazing i love that
1: (laughs) that's so nice yeah
0: this was such an amazing conversation. I hope you enjoyed it.
1: I did. I hope that I made sense in it all. <laughs> yes, you
0: did. 100%. It was so nice having you and just like getting to chat and like learn from your experience. And once again, I just want to say how much you inspire me Whoa. every day. I love what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. And just, I can't wait to see what's next.
1: You. the feeling is so mutual and oh it's just so nice to hear your voice again <laughs> okay